When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we having fun yet? (laughs) (laughs) Right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I've... You're all right, but my lust criteria is really high. And I'm Av Sedensky, and if I ever bartend again, it will be to serve boiled shit for Satan in hell. (laughs) Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, and presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 3, Episode 5, Once Upon a Time, Proms Away, Prom Oceanal Event which originally aired today, March 24th, 2023. Uh, Av, I think neither you nor I went to a prom. Is that correct? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> yes. Our high school was locking in proms, uh, was locking in uh, in at least 50% of uh, the genders out there, if not more. Um, so, and, w- and was not very pro uh, uh, single sex uh, proms either. Yeah, no, the... the... Me, the idea of me going to the prom was like the furthest possible thing from my thought. Yes. Um, well, maybe not from my thought and my aspiration, but like from my reality. Yes, for sure. Yes. And in myself as well. Um, although in college, I got to go to some, you know, like uh, sorority and fraternity uh, formal events and things like that are basically proms. So, yeah. 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 Anyway. I didn't really have that at my yes. college either. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the problems, um, problems seem, yeah, but you know, the problems actually seem stupid. Like, it seems like it's just like a lot of anxiety for nothing. Um, more like, you know, negative experiences than positive. Yeah. And, and just, I, th- I think that's part of the message of this episode also, that Lydia right. is so obsessed with recreating this thing for her daughter. <laughs> right. But the reality is that proms, like we've been sort of influenced by pop culture, as you said, to sort of uh, put the prom up as like some real f- fancy special thing. I mean, my dad, I remember asking him once about his prom and he's like, no, I didn't even go. I'm like, you didn't go? Why not? He's like, oh, no, nobody really cared at my school. I'm like, oh, because like my whole perception of proms is, well, I went to an all boys yeshiva, so it wasn't an option. But according to pop culture, it's like a huge thing. But, you know. Well, it's also like if you don't have a date, then going to the prom is like mm, probably super perhaps. not fun. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad, as long as we're making fun of uh, Jerry Chester in high school, he um his older brother got married when he was in high school. And he told me that he um had this genius idea. He was uh, in 12th grade. And he went up to the most attractive, most popular girl in his class, and he asked her to be the date for uh, his date to his brother's wedding. And I said to him, knowing nothing about these things at the time that he told me the story, I was a kid. I said, well, that sounds like a terrible idea. And um, apparently she agreed with me because she said no. So, <laughs> but listen, yeah, but he, was, he, he, missed, he was no worse. He was no worse off. Yeah. He listen. He took a swing. But yeah, I mean, it he seems insane as a first date to say, hey, girl, who I'm not friends with, but is extremely, uh, you know, desirable. Come be surrounded by my entire family for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe she said no to that one. Yeah, that's not probably the best date. Yeah. Because um, he'll he'll probably be preoccupied. He's like, sorry, I need to like be very involved in like the dancing and the pictures. Yeah, well, <laughs> he told me he was the MC for the for the uh, for the wedding, which is why yeah, he so, thought he had a chance to show off to this girl. Yeah. I mean, that's but, still insane. Yeah. She was uh, not interested. Perhaps um, he was so burned by that that that's why he didn't go to the prom many months later. Yeah. Although, like, if if it was like the right guy, there are girls who would be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing! He invited me to his sister's wedding." It's you know, sure. it like you know the yes. captain of the football team or whatever. Yes. My dad was on the football team, but it was not the captain. <laughs> oh, well, not the captain. Yes. So no one exactly. shit about him. <laughs> exactly. Worthless. Yeah. Um, Cap, go big or go home. Yeah, as, as you say about everything, it, it helps to be uh, yes, extremely uh, good looking and uh, yeah. Well, there was yeah. the, there was an SNL sketch like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so about sexual harassment. About sexual yeah. harassment. Number one to avoid is to be good looking. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then your uh, unwelcomed uh, advances are welcomed. Yes. We're not providing legal <laughs> advice here. But... <laughs> oh, no, a, or moral advice, but it just seems to be how society works. Society works in general. Yes. Uh, there was an article in the New York Times uh, I just read uh, today about talls, people who are very tall 
Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're not big fans of uh, being asked if they used to play basketball, for example. <laughs> and um, I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. Or what their shoe size is. Yes. Uh, or how the weather's up there. Yeah. But um, and now I don't remember. Why did I bring this up? What were we talking about moments ago? I don't know, but I've been told it's very annoying to be very tall. There's like a lot of like you have to like get specific seats on an airplane. You have to get like special pants from places. Like it's not yeah. so, it's not so it's not all good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, you know, I'm I'm you know, you and I are both uh, you know above average, but not unreasonably so. And even yeah, it, yeah being on right. an airplane is uncomfortable when you're six foot one. To be uh six foot eight or seven foot two or whatever seems yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah, I have a friend that like they had to like rule out certain houses when they were like looking to move into town because like there was like these like capes that have like low ceilings on the second floor. He's like, I can't live in. It's like one thing if I go to my friend's house, I have to like remember to duck every once in a while, but I can't live in a house like that. Yeah, he just like couldn't fit in the upstairs. Yeah, and if uh, I think if you're a a heterosexual woman, it's it's also a very bad because uh the your dating pool shrinks unless you're willing to uh date people much shorter than you. But uh yeah, I don't yeah. know would know about that mm, yes um dating sounds bad regardless <laughs> all right so um are we ready to uh jump into the prom speaking of dating yeah let's jump into it As you said, once upon a time, proms away, promotional event, uh, written by John Enbaum and directed by Viet Nguyen. We start out with, we find out, you know, whose prom this is. Um, it's not Henry's school, as you suggested a few days ago. Yeah. Um, it is Lydia throwing the prom that, you know, never was for her daughter escapade um and this we to see me, escapade yeah. and i think we had theorized we would not see escapade again um i don't remember what we theorized um uh, i was hoping to see her mm-hmm. yeah um this is very akin to me have you ever heard of like you know there's the tradition to like when you when you name a girl baby in orthodox circles to make a kiddish and shul like you know you have like a, you know a meal after prayers or you know have some alcohol some drinks whatever um, in honor of the naming, you're aware of okay. that custom. Sure. And, and then you are aware that there is people who th- think that if you didn't do it and then, like, your daughter is, like, not married by a certain age, that, like, you should do, like, a second kiddish and they, they change her name. Oh, I, heard I, was this? Not, I was not familiar with this. Yeah. So this is, like, very much to, similar to, to, to that. To prevent her from becoming an old maid, you're saying? I, I, I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, that the original kiddish that you're supposed to do, the party, is supposed to be like a good luck that she should, like, you know, get married at a proper time. Oh, very true. Yeah, and, now okay. that she, and now that she hasn't, because she's, I don't mm. know, 25 and, yeah. you know, still single. <laughs> God forbid. Yes. So, right. So, like, on godly age, yeah. um, she needs to, like, you know, start scratch mm. from with a new name and a new kiddish yeah. um, in order to get, like, you know, good tidings. I've never heard of that a, one. For an immediate husband. There is a custom in in uh observant jewish circles if you're very sick to yes. add add to your name uh add the name Raphael, for example which means healing or yes. another name to uh because because apparently god didn't know you wanted to get better but if you add a name yes. that yes. is a reference with then he will realize and so i guess so uh, yes being single at 25 is almost as bad as dying of cancer yes yeah yeah i know the doctors i've spoken to say that that is very effective but that <laughs> chemotherapy is more effective ah that's okay. what they say <laughs> but cha- the changing of the name though is like they they all recommend doing both you do yes. chemo and you change the name yes. like i'll need to see the peer-reviewed study it can't, it, as this, like but... as like as my mom likes to say it can't hurt yes correct yes <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh jewish people have uh, on their doorposts mezuzahs which are uh, little boxes inside of which is a scroll containing uh, a por- par- portion of the bible and there's a uh, some people have a custom when uh, when bad things happen to themselves or their family to to check the uh, validity of the scrolls because perhaps the reason god has allowed cancer and other things to befall your family is because some of the scrolls uh, the letters have crusted off over the age and um in uh, of course in that case of course you deserve to have cancer and so <laughs> but yes but, but the argument i've heard is have you checked mezuzah? you fell asleep on the wheel oh the mezuzah was deteriorating yes have you th- have you checked your mezuzahs? i have it why not it cannot hurt which can't is hurt. true it definitely can't hurt yeah um, unless God doesn't like it when people like waste their time checking mezuzahs when they could be, you know, more productive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it can't hurt. Yeah. yeah so it can't hurt. 
Yeah. He died. He'd be, he'd be like, "Why am I here?" If it's a zero, you wasted all that like, time yeah. checking and rechecking and changing your mezuzahs. Who gives do a I shit dial nine one one or do I check the mezuzahs? Well, there's only time for one, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, you have to be able to check and replace them, so you have to have replacements handy for yes. emergency. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're we're very off the rails, I believe. Shocking. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, the theme for the prom is once upon a time. The very theme that was used at the real prom that she missed. And the reason that she had missed it is that they had booked an adult diaper ad for her. Mm, yes. um, which is to say that as a child, she was in an ad for adult diapers. Yeah, I was going to say, if you sort of made like a, a, a curve of diaper usage in your life, I would say that the age of 17 is probably the lowest point. Right? I, would, like, I would think. Yeah, like you wear diapers when you're very small, and then you wear diapers when you're very old. And, yeah. you know, uh, teenagers are, are really never involved in diapers. So, but she may not have been the diaper wearer in the adult diaper ad. She may have been like yeah. the grand. Did you also, did I, is it possible I got it wrong? I mean, I wouldn't have written down adult diaper probably. No, no, so. no. I think you got it correct. Yes, yeah. So, but, what was this ad? Again, maybe it's, oh, grandma needs diapers. And, uh, and, and, here and her teenage daughter, get, <laughs> granddaughter gets it for them. Who knows? Yeah. I didn't see the ad. <laughs> well, I was trying to imagine. But, uh, it as Tzvi says, maybe we'll see it in episode six. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I'm very confused by what this ad is. <laughs> um, no wonder her career didn't take off. She's in very creepy ads. <laughs> it's a 17 year old in a diaper, but it's. <laughs> but I mean, it seems like her career has taken off. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, now, right, my so my big question, of course, is Lydia says that everything must go perfectly tonight. And if everything must go perfectly, I would theorize yeah. that the <laughs> catering company would want to hire would not be party down. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And Lydia, of all people, would know this because she, <laughs> she has, has some experience yeah, she has lots it. of yeah, lots of firsthand information. Yes. So uh, she's a little delusional here. But she's uh -huh. when it comes to her daughter's career, she's frequently been delusional, uh, yeah. except for the fact that it seems like it's actually been quite successful. So, um, yeah, she's doing quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's what Ron says, right? That, like, you know, clearly you made the right choice because you, you did something right. Yeah. Um, you know, she just really wants everything to uh, be magical because um, it's all, it's like simultaneously a PR event. I mean, obviously, this is the only way Escapade would agree to do it, right? If, like, she could, like, play it as I'm doing a PR event for, like, the movie or something. Like, yeah. she could kill two birds with one stone, essentially. Yes. Um,. <laughs> and we get um, Lydia starts to reminisce about her prom night um, and he's like let me guess captain of the football team and she's like mm, coach of the football team yeah. <laughs> uh, which of course is very creepy um, but we're laughing and we're laughing it's okay. yeah well and Lydia was into the uh, father of the captain of the football team also in the yeah. yeah so yeah Lydia's always had um, she's, she's uh, much like your, much like your grandmother to Nazis uh, Lydia's uh, football adjacent <laughs> yes Yes, much like them. My grandmother did lots of fucking of Nazis. <laughs> no, 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 she certainly did not. Yes, she got <laughs> fucked over by the Nazis. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. So, um, all right, we, we we got there uh, less than ten minutes in. As yeah. per custom, is that it? Um, Roman is, uh, you know, pontificating to Lucy all about his new sci-fi novel, uh, I guess science fiction novel. Sorry, Jim Crumley. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, I finally cracked it. I even have a title, Wheel of Time. And he's like, it's all because of the shrooms. It's all because of Lucy. And she's like, yeah, like the shrooms were also like helped me and they are responsible for my latest uh, creation, this new appetizer that I didn't understand what it was. Um, Kyle um, is like, hey, who's excited for prom? And like, nobody is. Um, Roman in particular detests the prom industrial complex. Yes. Uh, not surprising. Um, yeah, I kind of do also. I think it's just like, again, like I have no like firsthand experience with this. This is almost entirely based on pop culture and hearing secondhand people talk about their proms. But it just feels like a needless, like force pressure most kids are like not really ready for that and it's like oh i need to have a date and like and then i have a date and like do they really like me or they're here because like their friend made them come or whatever and it's like i don't know i feel like a lot of people just like hated the whole thing uh but of course again <laughs> this comes from no first-hand knowledge at all so don't at me um 
where are we? Ron comes in and he is obsessed with this woman, Sloan, who's going to be at the party, right? Um, he really needs to impress her because he thinks that she'll uh, she'll end up getting them like a whole bunch more work if we can uh, if we can show off for her tonight. She's the um, queen of the catering world. Yeah, apparently. And he like um, he's like so excited. He's so nervous. He just starts like pounding this like app that's on the table and and um what's it called lucy's like oh my god like you ate the, all the appetizers like they're all god she's like that's all you made it's like yeah but like well sea urchin is expensive mm. and he's like who told you to get sea urchin like i wanted you to just like take like shrimp and like cut them nice or cut them cool right like that's his whole shtick like just like have like cool looking hot dogs yes he does like shapes. like fried shrimp it's different, different shapes <laughs> um and she like goes insane and like makes these like a thousand dollar you know a piece dishes um so we have um constance is here and uh, ron basically has her like take over as like you know floor manager for the night for like lack of a better word she like he's like he realizes like right away that like something's wrong and like you're here you're in the room where it happens right like he, he tries to empower her um which I feel like we've seen Ron be pretty good at over the years, just like delegating to people and putting them in charge and like people for the most part, like rise to the occasion in the circumstances on this show. I feel like, yeah, for the most part, these parties uh, go off uh, with uh, some hitches perhaps. But... <laughs> well, usually if anything, it's like Ron who like creates like the nightmare at the end of the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of the time, like it's not the rest of the crew. That's yeah. the irony. Most of the time is that like, he's the tight ass and he's usually the one that like flies through the wall or something, or, you know, guilty of the RDDs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. He, he doles out the RDDs that he's always the biggest violator in the end mm-hmm. <laughs> in embarrassing fashion. Although often he, he's just, it's just a bad luck, right? He actually doesn't. Do sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, um, we find out that Henry and Evie have this nineties theme planned so he has his uh, hair gelled. Um, they also both missed their proms. Yeah, I think a lot of people just skipped the prom. Yeah. Now, um, can we talk about Henry's hair here? Because <laughs> it really doesn't make sense to me. He's going for like a flock of seagulls thing, I guess. Is that the point here? Yeah, I but, think so. But, yeah. but he's too. It, it kind of reminds me of Chandler in the college flashbacks in Friends. Okay. But he's not like the right age for this because Ron would have been in high school. Ron is a excuse me, Ron. Um, Henry. Henry is about our age, I think. Right. Like um, the character. Well, well he he's, says what he says. What 42. He was. He's 42. So he's born yeah. in 1980. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so he's he slightly was, older than us. OK. So he was in high school in the mid to late 90s. And Flock of Seagulls was like a late 80s, um, like um, like a late 80s um, thing, weren't they? Or maybe early 90s. Well, what was their I, peak? I don't know. I don't I don't know. This yeah, stuff let me, uh, a flock of seagulls uh, formed in 1979. Top hits 1982, 1982, 1982, 1982. Yeah. So, yeah, they were they were popular when when Ron was in uh, a diapers, not adult, but child diapers. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I it, I was in high school. Uh, I overlapped with that uh, with Henry by one year, as did you. And no one had yeah. their hair remotely like this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Kyle he, says he, he has shades, shades of Vanderbeek. Um, yeah, I'll have you. I'll have you know. Vanderbeek was big when we were in high school. And I'll have you know, like my exterminator is named James Vanderbeek. Oh, wow. He's falling yeah. on hard times, I guess. Yeah. Um, the exterminator, the first time, that's what we called him in high school. <laughs> he came to our house. And he gave us this car. I'm like, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> your name is James Vanderbeek. <laughs> mm, yeah. like, Why should like, he change? The other guy's the asshole. Well, the yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But it's like, yeah. that's probably very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, did Did you make the joke or the comment that he's heard a million times, or no? Because you realize he's been heard a million times. Um, I'm I'm sure I made a comment about it because I'm stupid. <laughs> um, I once met a guy whose name was Harry Hood. H U D E. Hmm. And he had. I was like, oh, what, like what the, was his profession? I think he was like a lawyer or banker. I don't remember. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh, like the fish song, like where your parents like big fish fans. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I believe you that like you're not a fish fan, but like there's no way that like no one has ever asked you that yeah. before. Yeah. Well, I, 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 there was a guy I went to law school with named Luke Appling who insisted that he had never heard <laughs> of the Hall of Fame baseball player named Luke Appling. Right. To which I had the same response, like, 
even if you're not a fan of, of Chicago White Sox in the 1930s, which is a reasonable position to have. Yeah, this has come up. Yeah. Now, I thought you were go- I was not familiar with the song, but again, my name is not Harry Hood. I thought you were making right. any reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's probably more more well known. Sure. But but yes. But, if, but still, if, like this guy was like from New York. Like you've met fish fans before. Like yeah. someone has asked you this. Mm, yes. One, one would assume. Um. Anyway, um, so we have um, Escapade on the prom stage with Bobby, uh, the very Bobby who had asked her to the prom in high school that he missed that she missed out on. We don't really get much backstory into what Bobby's deal is at this point in time that he's like, sure, I'll go with you to your fake prom. Um, well, I mean, she seems to be a, a, a an actress of right. I guess she's a she's right. If she's like a cool enough person, like who's just yeah. like, yeah, I have to do this like stupid thing and like make my mom happy. Like you'll hang out with her, sure, why not? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, but it's a very lame events to go to. Yeah, um, yeah, Lydia's quelling. She's having the time of her life, and um, Escapade comes over for a drink, and Henry's like, well, you're actually, um, you know. Seems like you're having a good time. And she Lydia points out that the problem with the child actor is that you never know what's real because they're so good at acting. Mm. Um, well, the best way to get them to to act like their life is terrible is to make their life terrible. So they live that experience <laughs> in order to then act it properly. Yeah. So if you want your kid to be able to play the role of, you know, sad child, you absolutely must treat your children like shit. It's a, it's a must. If you're, not, if you're, doing, you're just doing a tremendous disservice to your child's yes. career as an actor. If yes. You do not treat them like shit. Because they will never be able to play that role. This is their one opportunity to be able to trade for that role. Correct. Think about it. <laughs> um, so Lydia sends, he's like summoned Saxon. She's like, you go dance with Escapade. <laughs> um, you know, basically she wants like, you know, make sure she's having fun. Go dance with her, you know, get, uh, make things more labadic, you know, get, get this party started. Um, Kyle's like, oh, do you want me to go too? Like, I know, like, you, you know, she likes me. She used to like me, I think. Um, she had a big crush on him when she was 13 and he was 22. Or yeah. And Lydia's like, well, why don't we leave it to the kids? Let's see. You know, let's see how the kids do first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so wait, so she was when we last saw her at the at the party down uh, corporate event at the retreat. She was yeah. probably around thirteen or so, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so now she's about twenty five, something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, she's like a full full grown adult. Yes. Well, you know, such as it is. But but, but I think but I think she's probably a little bit older than Saxon actually. Uh, could be, could be. Yeah. The yeah, actress he, yeah. who he could plays, be like tw- he might be like twenty. The actress who plays um, Escapade, Liv Hewson. Um, how old is is she? Let's see. She's born in nineteen ninety five, so she's twenty seven. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. She's known for her, her known for on um, IMDb, by the way, Drama World, Before I Fall, Santa Clarita Diet, and let's see how fast this baby will go. I'm not very familiar with any yeah. of those. Yeah, me neither. She was in 11 episodes of Yellow Jackets, which is a show I've heard of. But oh, I, about. I saw that. Okay. I guess I just didn't play. So she sure. was in 11 episodes. Okay. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of teenage okay. girls in that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And no, nothing else that I really uh, have ever heard of here. Um, by the way, um, they use they, them pronouns. So I apologize for saying uh, she before. Fair enough. Hmm. She, uh, they are Australian, mm-hmm. but watched a lot of American television shows such as The Simpsons and Futurama, which they said made it easy to act with the U.S. accent. Although Australians oh. in general seem to be fine with the Australian uh, with the U.S. accents. I mean, more and more, it seems like 100 percent of actors are are British and Australian and just pretending yes. to have U.S. Accent, American accents all the time. Yes. They're, they're like method acting as American accents in like all 99% of the things. And you see them in one interview and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Like no one's, no one's from America anymore. Yeah. I think the, the, the first time Trump was right. Really we let it, we let in all these people. Yeah. They're taking over Hollywood. Was, was the wire when, when I, the yes. wire, like Idris all the Elba, cast members. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah, and they were all doing the Baltimore accents, of course. Dominic West, who plays Jimmy, obviously was um, 
is uh, British and um, who else? Um, the the what's his name? Uh, the Tommy Carcetti, the mayor, right? Who was also in Game of Thrones. He's right. Irish or something. Right, right, right. British. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and uh, we also lost uh, Lance Reddick. Yes, the late great Lance Reddick. Yes. Yeah. I just I just rewatched the uh, the John Wick movies this week. Mm, John uh, Wick four coming out. John Wick four coming out. So I was excited to rewatch them. Um, mm. He's in all. He's all over those. He's awesome in those movies. I've never seen any John Wick. They're very fun. Mm. All right. So back um, to uh, the prom. Yeah. Should we? Okay. Fine. Ron tries to get Lydia to like score him an intro to Sloan. Sloan is not charmed by proms the way Lydia is. Uh, she says hers was more like the movie Carrie. Did you? You are you familiar with the Carrie uh, prom scene? Um, yes, I'm familiar with it. And then of course Sloan uh, references exactly how it was like right. the movie Carrie. She right. was the bad guy, not the right, right, correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, that comes later on. Yes. Uh, blood on the nerd. <laughs> Ron, um, you know, offers to get her a drink. Um, she's like, are you related to the Ronald Donald <laughs> who cited for off-book party during the lockdown? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she like gets her drink. She like spits it out, calls it solid and uh, heads off. Henry, um, Henry notes that Ron looks very sweaty. This is like our first real clue that something is, is going on with Ron. Yeah. And Ron's like, yeah, all the pressure just might, must be getting to me. <laughs> um, but that's okay, because pressure makes diamonds. That's what I always say. Like, <laughs> the good will come from this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we got Roman. He's just, like, off to the side writing. And this woman comes over to him and starts talking to him and asking him about, like, what he's writing. And he tells her, um, you know, it's a, it's a sci-fi play, screenplay, but it's hard sci-fi. And she's like, I love hard sci-fi. So you're like, whoa, this is like the perfect girl for Roman. And he starts telling her like the whole story. And she's like, it's amazing. Like, I think this would be like an excellent streaming television show. And like right there should be the tip off of like, this girl is not interested in Roman. She's interested in like Roman screenplay. Uh, which I definitely did not catch on the first time around. But yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like, what? Oh, no, it's she's... no, but it's so it's so specific. Yeah, like she doesn't say like, oh, this just this would be like an awesome movie or show. She's like, oh, I see. this would yeah. be a great quality streaming service show. It's like she's clearly just like looking at through the lens of like she wants to acquire this for her network. Yeah, okay, that's true. Um. So yeah, but they uh, they get interrupted, but we're going to continue later. So at this point, we're like, wow, like Roman is like found love on the at this at the events. Like things are really turning around for Roman. Um, and here's where um, Lydia's night starts to go afoul is where she spots Ted Fine, um, who of course plays uh, Loretta's doctor. Uh, Seth Morris is the guy's name. Yeah, he plays he's home. always great. Yeah, he's the one he like Larry races him home so that he, he could break up with her before he got the cancer news. But yes. uh, the doctor beats him there. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. mostly for spite, it seems. Yeah. Uh speaking of curb, by the way, yeah. Um, you are I think I think we've discussed this before on um on the podcast. You are not a listener to the um what's what's the, the smartless, the smartless podcast? No, I'm not. Okay, so Sean Hayes. On the latest episode, um, dropped that he was filming uh, in the latest season of Curb. Oh, cool! So yes, he will. Uh, Sean Hayes has a small role in season twelve of Curb. Sounds cool. Hmm. All right, we'll uh, make a note of that. Yeah, that's all he said. Don't know anything more about it. Yeah, I like Sean Hayes. He's a fun guy. He was very fun in uh, Scandal. Hmm. I haven't seen Scandal. Yeah, I think he was in. I think that was in that. Well, maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. All right. Anyway, Lydia is is nervous that Ted Fine is here to like steal Escapade as a as her client. She's like always been like paranoid about Ted Fine. I think even from like the old days, right? Yeah. But it, but it is weird. So Escapade is big enough in Hollywood that she can get this like top shot agent here, even though he's not coming to get business, basically. So she must be doing pretty well, Escapade. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so Lydia like freaks out. She's like, tell Saxon, like, we got to get rid of him. Uh, Saxon's like, he at first thinks like she needs to murder him. Uh, but she's like, no, just like remove him from the premises, like get him out of the way, uh, which is much less felonious. 
so you know roman is completely smitten he's like back in the kitchen like telling lucy and constance all about it and lucy's like what about the whole like prom industrial complex and he's like well you know i found true love and constance is like well listen if there's anything that i have found from all of my relationships be they marriages divorces flings one night stands blindfold parties or clyde or coin flip fucks Hmm. the one lesson i've taken away is follow your heart. Mm. Um, which seems like a poor lesson to have alerts. Yes. <laughs> from all of that. What's a coin flip fuck? I don't know, but it just feels like Constance maybe should have been a little bit more discerning over the years. I don't know. It seems to have worked out well for her. I guess, <laughs> right. Yeah. Eventually, she married the right person who died. Yeah. I, I do love when Roman is talking about this woman that he, uh, the, the line, I mean, I use it at the top of the episode, so obviously I like it. She's all right, but my lust criteria is really high. It's just, <laughs> it's such a great callback that Roman is the same asshole a dozen years later. Yeah. Because right? that's how he was like describing Casey. Yes. And yes. Even women that he's interested in, he will uh, be quick to uh, cut right. them down to size. Right. He, he was like, what, like a, a six? From yes. Roman. Body, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, when he, but Roman, when Roman returns to the floor, that's when his dreams are crushed because he sees her kissing another guy. Hmm. How dare she? How dare she? He had called dibs. Yes. <laughs> oh, how dare he? Right. How dare this guy? Roman called dibs yeah. on him. Yeah. Although or, it turns out maybe that guy had dibs. Yeah, it seems like that guy probably had called dibs. Yeah. Uh, since the, he only met her 20 minutes ago. Um. Yeah, so we're back at the bar, and Henry is schmoozing with Sloan about the prom, and here's where we find out that, you know, the, the whole Carrie thing was she was on, you know, the the bad guy's side of that. Yes. Pouring um, blood on him. Poor girls. <laughs> yeah. And they got in trouble. That's why the problem sucks, because they got in trouble for pouring the blood. For, uh, yeah, abusing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has another drink. She spits it out. Uh, so this is her thing. What? She says consistent. Consistent. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Roman then, you know, takes her place and... Henry is like, you know, continuously checking his phone. He thinks he's getting stood up for prom again. Um, so we got a little bit of the Henry's backstory filled in there. And he, we find out that on the, on the night of his prom, of his original prom, his date was at the, at the last mo- moment was wooed back by her ex-boyfriend who did the whole say anything boombox thing. And Roman was like, really? I can't believe that worked. Like, I tried yeah. that once, and she wouldn't even come to the window, and instead her dad poured a cup of urine on me. <laughs> That's tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like how, like, my experience would have gone to. <laughs> with, with, with trying to say anything thing you're saying. If I, yeah, if I had tried to, like, ask a girl to something like this, I would have gotten urine poured on me for sure. <laughs> they would be offended that I would even ask. <laughs> um so yeah so um we go we go back to ron who is really not feeling good um he's like trying to like smack himself into shape but like he's like at death's door um lydia but lydia's like couldn't care less like doesn't notice that ron is like literally like dying in front of her eyes like she's just like oh is lydia having a good time ron is like yes she is having a great time excuse me i have to go die like please let me please let me go yeah. Um, and we see that Ted Fine has emerged with a, a a shirt that's completely stained with wine that Saxon has poured on him. Hmm. Great and, job, Saxon. Um, yeah, Lydia's very happy to have Ted Fine off the bar. Um, we continue following Ron. He's back in the kitchen where Roman tells him he looks like a lobster being boiled while having a heart attack. <laughs> um, and Ron's like, well, I'll tell you, I'm definitely, I'm trying to push through, but I'm, I feel horrible. Mm, yeah. um, Not Percy stom- Diamonds tonight. His stomach is in knots. He has a rash. Um, the same thing happened to him when he finally got a, play- a chance to play in the high school football game. And because, the, you know, he finally got an opportunity because the the real team had gotten suspended for rolling nerds down the hill in a garbage can. <laughs> so like Ron was like, you know, Ron was next man up and he accidentally ran into the cheerleader pyramid. Poor Ron. Yeah. Um, Lucy, this is finally where Le- it dawns on Lucy. Oh, my God. I think I know what happens that Sea Urk and I got was hot. And it turns out it was hot in more ways than one. A, it was, it was indeed stolen, Sea <laughs> Urchin. Um, and B, it was left in a hot car for some amount of time. Now, now this is like insane to me because <laughs> she, 
prepared rotten food and at no point realized it. Like, does she, during her preparation, never smell or taste or in any other way test her food? Like, that just seems impossible to believe. Yeah, like she was going to serve this to the guests. This is crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's completely insane. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, no, not a great job by Lucy here. Yeah. Uh, go back to to making things that have no nutritional value. At least you can poison somebody with paper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Avant-garde, but maybe not the best chef. Yeah. Um, I guess Ken, Ken will probably still defend her. She makes you feel something in, in, in Ken's uh, case. Uh, he certainly feels something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to Ken to uh, chime in if he would be happy to uh, have uh, experienced Lucy's food this week. <laughs> Um, on the dance floor, Kyle and Saxon are uh, are having a sort of weird dance off, right? Um, they're trying both, both trying to impress Escapade. Um, she's finally like had enough. She's like ready, okay, like I'm done with this. But like they're like, no, but like you have to like rank us. Tell us who's better. Um, who made you? Who is like more fun? And she's like, okay, guys, like I'm just pretending. This is just acting. Like I just want my mom to be happy and like have a good like a good time today. Like this is just a performance. Like I don't give a shit about either of you people. <laughs> um and um so they're obviously crushed. Meanwhile, um Steph is trying to continue her conversation with Roman about the uh the sci-fi and Roman's like, "What the hell? Like you're talking to me, but then you're kissing other guys. Like what's the deal?" He's just like, oh, you mean like my boyfriend? Like, <laughs> what, what, I, what? What are you talking about? Like, um, I just wanted to talk to you about your your book or your screenplay. Um, it is and- funny though that like as as low probability as there is in his head that he could get a a woman interested in him, it's even lower than he gets somebody interested in his uh, <laughs> right professional. Uh, um, yes, yeah, so we have uh, Kyle, Henry, and Ron. They're all congregating in the bathroom. Ron is now appearing what can only be described as whiteface. Like, he basically looks like a mime. Yeah, he's not um, looking great. And um, he's like, all right, here, I'm ready. I'm going to go uh, go network with Sloan. I'm going to get her to, uh, I'm going to impress her. Uh, but he walks straight into a wall in the in the way only Ken Marino can. Yes. At least he's uh, not holding a tray at this point. Yeah. Um, so Roman is, comes back to the kitchen to fill in Constance and Lucy on the fact that Steph is um, not into him, but she is a development exec and she's into his stuff. Yeah. And he apparently confused romantic feelings with artistic appreciation. And she's buying a screenplay. And it's going to be on a streaming service called Smidgen. Uh, which is a great name yes on air conditioners Um, bridges ovens whatever yeah um henry rushes in um post uh ron experiencing the head trauma and he tries to bark out bark out orders as he passes tremendous amounts of gas (laughs) and now he's like really telling constance you got to take over you got to take the reins here like i'm dead i'm basically dead Mm-hmm. Uh, but she refuses. Um, his illness has reached a point, a point of no return. So Henry hands him a pot, which he's at first thinking, like, oh, I'm going to puke into this pot. And then he realizes, oh, no, puking is not what I need. It's yeah. weird that, like, you wouldn't realize that sooner. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, it could just kind of be, like, in the middle somewhere. And you're, like, not sure which direction it's That's, heading yeah. for some yeah. time. Um, yeah, it sounds like a very terrible place to be. Yeah. I, I, I once vomited out of my nose. Oh, yeah, it was um, it was a very unpleasant experience. It was the morning after my 21st birthday and I was at a uh, a public place where I had to be uh, uh, well, uh, pr- behaving very well. And so I, I had my mouth so plugged that, uh, yeah, it was not a great not a great morning for me. Yeah, sounds bad. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I would def- definitely much rather the the pooping than the vomiting. Vomiting to me is much, much worse. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ron seems like wherever it's coming out of it, he's not enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, everyone rushes out as he drops his drops his pants and just starts uh, pooping into the pot. <laughs> um. Certainly left with uh with without a pot to poop in. Yes, and I'm also uh, going to guess probably say. a violation of. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, this is a this yeah. is a serious RDD. I would say. <laughs> Let's find. We, uh, too bad we don't have Ken here. We could ask him uh, where pooping in the pot. Right, says it on the RDD scale. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we should send Ken questions um, for each episode for the postman. You have to respond for the postman. I yeah, bet he would. I bet he would answer. Actually, I bet he would. Yeah. Um, 
All right, we'll, we'll consider it. Um. Oh, and it's of course at this moment that Evie walks in <laughs> as he's pooping into the pot. Um. Back in the hall, Lydia goes to check in on Escapade, and she wants to know if you, you know, have you seen Ted Fine? And Lydia's like, oh, come on. I know what, what's going on here. You're trying to fire me and replace me with Ted. She's like, what are you talking about? I invited Ted to, like, try to set him up with you. Like, I think you guys would be a great couple. And Lydia is so confused. Um, but touched, I would say. Uh, we return to the prom. Constance appears to have made some inroads with Sloane. Um, all at the same time, she fills in Lydia on her own prom story, where she was forced to between two, between two guys. Um, Lydia's is, Lydia is, is, is very jealous of this, you know, horror story of, uh, you know, two guys that you have to choose between. Um, which is, I guess I always also felt that way when people would be like, oh, I don't know what to do. I really like this one, but I don't feel like this one more. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, real problems. Um, Evie and, uh, Henry are having a good time on the dance floor. They're kissing, they're dancing. Um, Evie fills in Henry on the results of her meeting. Um, and the, you know, the reason why she was late is this meeting just ran on forever. So like makes Henry feel, uh, more secure. Uh, the bad news is that for the part of the Mark Strong role for which he was pitching Henry, um, the studio has decided to go with Mark Strong. So Henry is out for that. And, um, the good news, however, is that she has been promoted to oversee the entire franchise. So she's like, I guess, like the Kevin Feige of this, uh, of the CU over here, whatever CU this is, um, which by the way, involves having to move to Tunisia, um, which I don't know, but that doesn't sound ideal. Um, but like this will give her an opportunity to get him an even better part. Um, which Henry is like a little bit uh, hesitant about because he doesn't love the whole nepotism of it all. Um, but uh, Evie's just like, yeah, but like that's how things work. So like, just you know, it's your turn. Like you, like you, it's your turn to get a lucky break. Um, which obviously she's right about. Um, so they get in big trouble though, right? Because Sloan spots them kissing on the dance floor. She's like, what the hell? They left their stations. And Constance is put in the position where she's like has to like publicly chew them out, tell them yeah. off, and like threaten them. Um, it is very funny him. though that like the the horrible activity is somebody leaving their station when meanwhile somebody's literally shitting in the kitchen. <laughs> shitting in the kitchen, yes. Yeah. Um, right. Well, that's that's kind of like always a, the thing on Party Down, right? Where it's like you don't even know the half of it, right? Like Ron last yes, week thinks yes. that like, um, I, whatever he thinks is going on, like the whole crew was on shrooms, the entire party. Um, like, you know, whatever they, you ultimately get in trouble to like pales in comparison to like nine other things that the crew did over the course of the episode that like the host hasn't learned of that yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, Henry is fired. He's never going to work again. And as the party winds down, we get uh, Lydia and Escapade. Um, they're getting some photo ops together, showing they had a good time. Um, Lydia's happy that Escapade is happy and not screwed up. And Escapade tells her, yeah, you know, that whole child actor thing is kind of a myth. Um, Lydia's like, yeah, you're probably right. I'm really more concerned about the whole manager mom thing. And, and Escapade's like, really? What's that? She's like, well, it's like where, you know, you get your whole work life and your family life all scrambled and you don't know what to make of what. And I think I'm going to fire you as a client and just be your mom for a little bit, if that's okay. Hmm, um, a twist. Yeah. No, but I think uh, very spot on and mature. Oh, for sure. Lydia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we have um, at the very end, uh, Constance rushing to the bathroom because now she has to puke from all the pressure. So um, unlike unlike um, Ron, who was like very happy to learn that it was only food poisoning and not like a character defect, um, Constance um, has the character defect of uh, yeah. you know, caving <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> Um, but she's in the, she runs into the men's room and fought by accident and find Ron, who's just like sitting with like the stall open, <laughs> pooping, um, completely disgusting. <laughs> and they, uh, they celebrate together that they've achieved the night's goal of getting Sloan's card. So it's a win in the end. So win in the end, win, win, win. In our, uh, little post credit, we're on the phone with Henry 
And uh, he says he's thinking about that job opportunity. And uh, Saxon and Kyle are continuing their dance off. Sax, uh, Kyle has, uh, we, we are told, has slid down the banister. And now it's Saxon's turn to match. And he does so and crashes and falls onto the escalator, uh, which then continues, starts to uh, carry him up as the episode ends. Yeah, and it's horrifying. I mean, it looks like his hair could get stuck in there. I mean, it looks like there could be like some serious consequences, but uh, it's played for laughs. So hopefully everyone will be fine next episode. <laughs> well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Um, how would you rate this episode? I'm going to say this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. Three and a half. Um, I I think I was on a three, and I think I got a little bit more sold on the episode uh, talking it through one last time. I think there was like more more laughs than I remembered. Um, probably like not as memorable as the last two episodes, like the Nazi one and the Shrooms ones are going to be the one the episodes yeah. that we remember from the season. And this one is kind of a more pedestrian, but still like very funny, fun vibe party down episode. Um, but you know, so like it's you know it's a solid above average. It made me laugh, but like you know nothing iconic. Um, you know gets it a little bit of a of a demerit, but still very solid. Yeah, I hate to be the party pooper here, especially when Ron already already was. But to me, I would say this is probably my least favorite episode of the season. Hmm. It's it's pretty slow, and and the plot sort of reminds me of the fact that we're nearing the end of the season, which I guess depresses me. Okay, because you know we we've been playing up for so long. We got another season of Party Down, and we're all excited. And now you know we're we're eighty three percent of the way done. Next week we're done. Yeah, and then there's no Party Down until uh, perhaps the season four, which. Uh, I would say that as much as Ron, uh, excuse me, as much as Ken poo-pooed the idea of a Casey Klein <laughs> return in episode six, I thought even more so he poo-pooed the idea of a season four. Um, well, I think that was, well, no. So I think one was more like, listen, I have no idea what's going to happen. That would be great. But like, I haven't been told anything of the sort. Whereas yeah. the other was like, no, this is a thing that happened in the past. And you're, you're, you're just wrong. And I know. Yeah, but I guess I, I thought that there was sort of more active discussion of the relevant parties of a season four than, than Ken seemed to imply that there is. Well, he wouldn't necessarily be involved in those discussions. Like, he might just only find out after the fact. Like, that would be like, be having at like a more like, network to show yeah i mean he's he's pretty yeah but he's pretty senior and you know he's not just an actor just showing up yeah i guess i don't know i I don't know obviously oh come on be a come with guy who is your come with guy or gal i'm gonna go with constance Um, she steps up um she salvages the party as much as she can uh she gets the car she like basically like you know is willing to like sacrifice herself to uh to help out ron um who's shitting the bed literally and um you know she she ends up in the same place as ron but like the two of them together they they somehow got through it and um another another successful party for party down yeah it is funny to um how and we get both constant and lydia back after not having the last couple episodes it's very funny how she gets very invested also i like how you know ken actually referenced how they had to sort of move around planning because of some people's illnesses and health and stuff which i think was a reference to the fact that that we knew that jane lynch had COVID at some point and they go out of their way (laughs) in the beginning of this episode to explicitly say constance is unavailable again and then and it was almost like they were like like giving us the misdirection because then of course she shows up so i did like that but to me the come with gal is sloan uh, you know the uh, the witch who runs the catering agency, but you know what? She uh, she's she's very professional. She gets the job done, and um, yeah, I uh, I liked Sloan a lot. I thought she was a good character, even though uh, what well, one could reasonably argue that she deserves the next award. Oh, what? I'm the asshole here. I am. I'm I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. Of uh, who is the fucking asshole? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it clicks for me when you uh, when you uh, put it together earlier. I think it's got to be Lucy here for uh, cooking spoiled rotten fish and trying to serve it to a room full of people um, and poisoning her own boss as a yeah. result. Yes, you'll get no disagreement from me. She's got to be the fucking asshole. To be a chef and to prepare rotten food is bad enough. But that first do no harm. Yeah, but also she had a suspicion. She knew that it had been sitting in the car all day. She was worried it might not be good. And instead of tasting it, smelling it, in any way verifying, she's like, I'll just give it to to Ron and many other people. Although it turns out only Ron, fortunately. So Well, she thought it was going to be to the guests. Exactly. 
So yeah, not 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 a great job there by Lucy. Um, of course, we like that could have single handedly put party down out of business. If like they're if they're the party where it's like everyone at the party like sure. violently ill because they served spoiled Urkin. A hundred percent. Let alone the fact that it happened at a party where Sloan, like the 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 queen of 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 all parties, catering in uh, the state of California. Yeah, so, yeah. They they really they really. Um, yeah, got Ron, Ron really took one for the team. Mm, yes. Really, he, honestly, he should really be the come with guy now that we think about it. All right, Ron, retroactive come with. Yeah, he's he really he saved the day. Ron saves the day yet uh, by eating the food, by violating the cardinal RDD. <laughs> sometimes an RDD turns sometimes, out to be in RDD. Sometimes you have to be a little bit of a fucking asshole to be the come with guy, Ron. Yeah. Well, that's, listen, if we've learned anything over 100 or whatever episodes of this podcast, there it is. All right, so off next week, things get a little bit interesting for us. We will, of course, have the season uh, finale, Sepulveda Basin High School spring play opening night. Uh, so I guess Henry's uh, show is going to go off. Uh, but we uh, have not received a screener for episode six the way that we have for the other episodes. And so the podcast will not be dropping first thing uh, as the clock strikes midnight and turns oh, into Friday. It still might. It, what do you mean? We still have plenty of time for it to get it. Oh, are, are they are they are they giving it or I thought they're not giving it at all. They're showing it live the way that like rehearsal and some other shows do. No, the rehearsal we got. Oh, we did. We just got it later. We got it earlier that week. Yeah. Oh, OK. So then never mind. All right. We might. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I oh, just okay. wanted to, I wanted to we assume. That we're... Okay, well, what we know is this. We'll be back <laughs> with the Postman episode sometime in the middle of next week, probably earlier in the week, as we tend to do Monday, Tuesday, something like that. And so, by then, we'll probably know what our time yeah. looks like. So so submit your, your feedback for the Postman episode um, for episode five, the prom, and then we may drop episode six uh, on Friday, or we may drop it uh, later in the weekend. That remains to be determined. I will also note uh, that Saturday night I am boarding an international flight. So if we don't receive the screener for episode six, then okay. this, could, six, this could be more of an offline discussion, though. Yeah, well, no, but, I'm, but I think let listeners know that, like, you, they, you know, for the last five weeks, episodes have been dropping on Friday at midnight. And this episode may not drop Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then it's past, you know, it, it right. might be uh, much delayed. We'll see. TBD. All right, but so all uh, all said, nine, all nine of you will uh, wait a few days for your free podcast. By by the time of of the postman episode for episode five, we may have more information, and, and if so, we'll let you know so you can uh, prepare yourselves accordingly. Exactly. All right, uh, bye bye. Good night. Good night.